0: Hello all, welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top.
1: So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories.
0: Because if you are feeling down and out, Like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Welcome to another edition of Hope Without Sight and also Shine Podcast with Sailor Cooper. Normally, my friend Tyler, but he's not here. But this time, I have Mark Sedgwick of the Shine Podcast. Our podcasts are very similar we want to show people that they're shining a light in the world and we feature people overcoming challenges and want to live a life full of bliss and we're here at the NFB National Convention 2023 and here in Houston we've had some great interviews it's been a long day now we have another person we have Carly from Iowa right
1: yes and she's sharing her light, and we're so happy to have you on the show. She's our last podcast of the day. Yes, our last podcast of the conference for me. So uh, we thank you, and we hope that we finish strong today. That we share the light today, and that may people be healed, encouraged, exactly, and uh, you know, taken along your journey. So, with that being said, Carly, tell us a little bit about yourself, and maybe even your. We start with your origin story. Okay.
2: Well, thank you for having me. Uh, Mark and I ran into each other when I was going to grab some water and here I am. So yeah. thank you. Sure thing. Um, so my name is Carly Prins and I am living in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm the d- director of the Iowa Blindness Empowerment and Independence Center. It is our structure discovery training center in Des Moines at the Iowa Department for the Blind. Mm. Um, I am originally, I'm a Kansas girl, KU, Rock Chalk. And I'm a twin. I was born we were uh born three months early. Oh hey. me too, yeah. Hey. Sailor <laughs>
0: also. Do you have that Not of you premature? Yes. Totally, are you Play me too, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you are you totally blind or can you see?
2: I have enough to get me in trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too, yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. I was born, um, my sister I'm a minute older. I like to <laughs> rub that in to her. Right. You know. Um my parents didn't know what to do. Uh, they, they didn't, you know, people, you don't know what you don't know. And so people were telling them, oh, she's blind. She's, you know, she's not gonna be able to make it through school. And, you know, the, she's gonna be institutionalized. And False. My mom and dad False. were like, nope, nope, no, she's not. Um, and so they immediately found resources and they are my biggest advocates uh, when I could not advocate for myself. And Just I went good. through public school. I graduated uh, from high school. When I was in, uh, ending my eighth grade year, I went, well, I went to, I found out I was going to Colorado for the summer, mm. uh, to the Colorado Center for the Blind. And I thought, oh no, it's gonna be like the uh, state blind school in the summer. Like I'm gonna have to do math and reading all summer long. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't wanna do this, and my parents, well you're gonna do it anyway right. um, we can't you know take care of you forever and so I went to Colorado for my first summer of eighth grade uh, eighth grade year and um, I went for three three additional summers, so four summers all together and I loved it I never wanted to come home because I had a lot of freedom and um, it was it was awesome wow. um, oh, yeah. I remember the second year I was there we went whitewater rafting and I remember they said well your one of you uh before the day is over is going to be a swimmer which wow. that means you fall out of the boat
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. In my
2: head i'm like it's not gonna be me Mm-mm. and uh that the very last rapid of before we got back um out of the river they said well this is the hardest rapid that you will have and you will go get sucked underwater. but hold on hold your breath and you'll be fine well um one of the uh counselors got scared and decided she was not going to finish it. She got out of the boat Mm. and I don't know how, but I'm the one that got put on that other boat and I'm the one that fell out of the boat. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, uh, it was very cold. It was 45 degree water. And I remember that night, my, uh, I guess they called my parents (laughs) and just told them, by the way, Carly fell out of the water. She's okay. Um, my parents wanted to come get me and my, my uncle and aunt were there and they said, they, I mean they were getting ready they were they had their keys in their hand and they were they were about to leave and I didn't know this part of the story up until about six months ago my um, since then both my parents have passed on so um, my uncle was telling me the story and I did not know this part that they were having dinner and they got the call that I fell out of the boat and my parents were like, we're gonna come get her and my uncle said, no you're not you sent her there to have her be independent and now if you come get her, you are going to take her independence away from from her mm.
0: oh good thing they didn't
2: yes and they did not come get me <laughs> and mm. i spent the rest of the summer learning more skills and f- feeling more freedom and confident and um so i that was that was like a, a turning point for me if i can follow the boat whitewater rafting i can pretty much do anything
1: mm-hmm.
2: um i then uh, before i graduated high school i decided i wanted to be in the adult program after the summer program so I graduated this semester early and I wanted to go to the adult program before college. So I went back to Colorado for, um, actually technically it was the fourth time I went back to Colorado because the fourth time was when I was in the adult program, of course. Um, I finished that program in the same semester as I graduated high school um, because I, I left us, I graduated in December, went to uh, training that semester from January to June. And I was able to walk at graduation in May so um that was pretty cool. I doubled, up, doubled up on wow. classes the fall before so that I could get done and I could go go to Colorado. Yay
0: Carly college. yay.
2: And then I went to college um went to Washburn University following uh, my Johnson Cannon Community College. What did you study? Business administration. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So I have my business business administration degree. Very nice. Um, I then went and I I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I, uh, I did mortgages for a while. I was a loan officer for three and a half years, and then I, uh, went to a job and I did some um, advertising and HR and marketing. And um, the company unfortunately they had to close, so we, uh, we were a couple of us were laid off. So Mm. I was looking for work, and I was taking care of my niece and nephew, and they were, at the time, they were, oh my gosh, maybe one and three, Mm. and uh, when they were that age, I was like, well, I needed to find work, I was looking for work, but I didn't have anything yet, and I I got a notice that Colorado Center for the Blind had a summer program, they were looking for uh, people to work the summer program, I'm like, well, I could do that, I need something to do, and... Mm. You know, and so I applied and I got that job in the summer. That was great. I uh, had to leave my niece and nephew. Um, that was kind of sad, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be back. And um, so then I came, got done with that summer, and then I found out that there was a job in Baltimore that uh, was teaching home management skills, which is um, what I taught in the summer program. Um, mm-hmm. I was originally supposed to teach Braille in the summer program, and then they asked me to teach home management instead. And, so that's what I did. Um, home
1: management. Let's pause there because home I have, management. You got yes. you got a question uh arose in my mind. If that's the way you say it. Okay. A question came up. Okay. So you took care of your niece and your nephew, little babies. Yes. What do you what do you what would you say to those people who are doubters and would say, how could a blind woman take care of infants? How is that possible? How is that even possible? And uh, yeah, let's start there.
2: You know, you know your. Kids that you're taking care of, you know your children. If you have children and you're a parent, you know your children. You know if they get a little too quiet, they're maybe doing something that maybe they shouldn't, or Mm -hmm. they're sneaking around trying to like you know explore because babies explore. Um, You have to be aware of where they're at. You have to be aware of what they're doing. And um, you know, sometimes I I know of people that have put like bells on their shoes of their their, their kids so that when they when their kids walk around, they they know where they're at. Mm. Um, I. I did not do that with my niece and nephew only because i i didn't at that point i didn't necessarily need to do that with them because they weren't they didn't know how to be quiet they were just they, you know they were just loud they just like crawled and like they yeah. run into things and they, you know they'd be big kids and so i i knew where they were um and so you know i just it was just natural to me i mean i my sister it was funny because my and i didn't know this for years later um my sister was a little nervous and she told my brother-in-law how is carly going to watch Bella who's my niece Mm -hmm. and what what's gonna happen what if what what if she can't find her what if she loses her my brother-in-law said well how do you do it Mm. you know and and she's gonna be fine like you're you uh, as a mom you know you have to figure out where your kid is you you know if if she goes out of the room you're gonna have to know that she goes out of the room so it's the same way Carly just listens Mm. you know Um, and my sister she didn't tell me that for years because she didn't she she says she when she told me this, she felt really guilty for even fig- asking that question. Right, right. Um, Cause she's my sister and like she, you know, um, and so my brother-in-law was the one who was like, come on, you know, she could be fine. And yeah. So, wow, that's awesome. so that's, yeah. And so since then she had no, you know, she was, you know, Hey, I, I, Carly, can you watch Bella? I need to go here. Can you watch Isaac? I need to go here. That's awesome. Um, I watch them a lot, all the time.
1: Good. Yes. And, and kids are awesome. And so let's talk about, I'm going to be working with kids Mm -hmm. uh, my whole life. I think that's one of my gifts Mm -hmm. to uh, connect with the youth because I feel, I I relate to them and I understand them. And I I know what it's like to be a a troublemaking kid and to get (laughs) in a lot of trouble and stuff like that. And so, and so I know the solutions also with behavior uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of times. And so I've been studying that in college for a while now and and also getting real life experience, taking care of kids. It's been so cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to be a PE coach coming soon Mm -hmm. at the elementary school level. Mm -hmm. So, I'm on a journey with the youth too, but I want to know about the home development stuff. What are you doing with with, with the uh, company that you're working for, Iowa Department,
2: Iowa Department for the Blind.
1: Department for the Blind, okay. And I saw Empowerment Director on your card. Tell me about that. So,
2: Iowa Blindness Empowerment and Independence Center is the center that I run in Des Moines, Iowa. It is a structure discovery center and we teach uh, all classes, everything, including home management, cane travel, wood shop, Braille technology, and career exploration. Career mm. exploration. Um, and you know, people are like, wood shop. How do you? What? How do you use a saw? Well, how do you use a, a, saw? Well, <laughs> you use a saw? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you just have to, you know, know that. Okay, there's a saw in front of you. You know that there's a blade, but. Don't reach your hand out in the blade. Like, know your surroundings. Right. Um, We don't modify anything. It's just the regular sauce. You just have to know what's around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Pay attention. You know, we we we've we've not had any accidents in the woodshop since we've been around, and that's been since
1: 1958.
2: Wow. uh, When Dr. Jernigan, you know, came and uh, started directing the Iowa Department for the Blind.
0: This was before LCD and all those. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I was just talking with Tamar up in the room and my friend Tamar, he's, he's had some struggles with rejection because of his mm-hmm. blindness wor- with uh, career stuff. Yeah. You know, with Apple, sure. he's yeah. had some problems with me Apple too. With Me too, me too, me too. So Sailor mm-hmm. knows. And, and so we were talking about rejection and, and fear of the future, right? Mm-hmm. We're also talking about that Sailor Me and You uh, a little while ago yeah. with his new business ventures he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so you know the unknown can be very scary if you have no faith, or if you have if your faith begins to be challenged, right? Mm-hmm. Flexed that faith muscle is then flexed and challenged. Yeah. And so I think what you're highlighting today, Miss Carly, is the the uh, discovering the discovering of the unknown can then make the fear go away. You yeah. get familiar with the tools of of the wood shop yeah and you're not so afraid anymore you get some guidance you get some mentorship yes and then suddenly you're empowered mm-hmm. and you're not as afraid
2: sure and you know my uh what in the woodshop if you know we tell students if you can operate a miter saw a bandsaw, a lathe a router a drill yeah. a planer all those all those any saw you if you can if you can do those things and operate those machines then you can travel and do a drop-off and find your oh, way yeah. back. You can go anywhere you want. You can do anything you want. If you can handle a, a big saw, you can handle a little cooking project like maybe you cook for your family,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. you know?
2: Um, it really helps build that confidence. And that's why all of our classes are so are so important. Um, Woodshop is definitely one that builds that confidence up. Yes. But you see,
0: I went to Chris Cole, which I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a center. Yes. Uh, it's not quite like the Iowa one and mm-hmm. LCB but I did go it was good Mm -hmm. Um, but to get into one Iowa do you have to be a a resident of Iowa or 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 out-of-state students accepted
2: that is a very good question out-of-state students are accepted and uh, we we actually were working with somebody last year of of getting them in so we would work with whatever state uh, that you're from with the uh, state accounting and work uh, on a uh, contract with Iowa in the state mm. that you are from so that you can attend our center.
0: I see, I yes. see.
2: And how long is the
0: program in Iowa?
2: So the program is from average of six to nine months. Uh, like, so like,
0: like all the other ones?
2: Correct, yes, yep. Very we cool. do have student apartments that are about a mile away from the center. Uh, students do have, uh, it's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom. They have, uh, you know, living space that they share, you know, the living room and kitchen. And um, I always tell tell our new students at some point in your training you will have a roommate Mm -hmm. uh you know it depends on you know when people graduate and things like that but um (laughs) some people think they'll have their own apartment no not quite not all the time Mm -hmm. you know but the apartments that's a way of life you know yeah uh you you are going to need to figure out housing and and things of that sort once you leave the center and we work on that uh, while they're in the center, you know, are you going to go to college? Are you well, going to work? Af- we work on, on, you know, having, having them, uh, start the process of trying to get an apartment in our house after graduation.
0: So no, not just an apartment itself, affordable apartments. Cause many of them would just. Correct. Yes. So pricey. Yeah I see. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so let's see anything else you want to tell to the youth? I think we've highlighted some pretty strong stuff, but anything else you guys want to talk about or highlight before we go? If you if
0: if you don't have anything else, I can close with our customary ending. Do you have anything, Carly? Um, Well, just I'll say to the youth out there, stay strong. You have a future. Um, My word that I use is bliss. It's a must Mm. word in my vocab because the sound of a word sends just pure feelings of delight. You can live a life full of bliss regardless of your circumstances
2: yeah yeah i will say um if youth are listening we do have a youth summer program it's the leap program it's the le- uh, leadership education and advocacy program and it is for uh, transition students uh ages 14 to, to 21 mm. and um that is during the summer actually our leap students are here at our at the convention uh in our iowa affiliate so um we do have the Youth Summer Program. We also have a YATP Young Adult Transition Program that is throughout the school year and that is with our transition age students from 17 to 21 who still have an IEP. Uh, They they may have some goals that they need to finish up on their AP plan. So the YATP program is for uh, those students Uh, and some of those students will uh, transition from the YATP program into our Iowa blindness empowerment and independence center program
1: mm-hmm. and that, that just gave me another question also which is for people that are around the world who are struggling you know what we, we do want you to look around and look at what kind of resources look at what kind of help can't you can find you know look what look at for mentors that can show you the way and give you a blueprint to follow and to uh, show you how you can do things, how you can navigate, how you can cook, even though you're blind. How you can cook for you, how you can serve, how you can get a job. Mm -hmm. This is so important. And so many people are struggling with this fear and this feeling of disability, rather than taking it as a challenge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Disability, it's a limitation. It's it's an ability. We Mm. just have to do stuff differently. Yes.
2: Can I just say, you mentioned uh, the cooking and, and you know, getting a job. We, mm-hmm. in, in our uh, center program, we do have uh, different benchmarks that we want our students to uh, you know, get to uh, so they can graduate. One of them is uh, the cooking aspect. They have three small meals. So they cook for six to eight people. They have to budget, they have to go shopping independently via bus. They have to mm. uh, time management. Use time management. You know how, how long is it going to take me to cook this? And they only, they have this, obviously a limited amount of time to cook uh, their meal. And so we have three small meals, and then when they get to their their fourth and final meal, that's their large meal, and that's mm. for the staff and students in the center and the young adult transition program. Forty whatever. people. Yeah, forty. Eek! Yeah, twenty five to forty people. Sometimes it's fifty people. Um, but they have the skills, and they, they, at that point because they're almost done with the program. They have the skills and confidence to do that. If you can cook a meal, you can go anywhere you want. You can try, you know, if you can get dropped off, we have a drop off and travel. If you can get dropped off uh, anywhere you you get dropped off and find your way back to the center, you can travel anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Kansas. I went to Colorado for training, moved to Kansas, moved to Missouri, moved to Baltimore, Maryland, where I worked teaching home management. And then I moved to Iowa. So if you have the skills and you uh, continue to use them after you graduate from the center, can do anything you want go anywhere you want yeah. if, yes you can if you don't use them you lose them and so I always tell students your training is not done when you leave the center you are just it's an, another chapter that you have to continue to hone those skills yes another gotcha. chapter, over, and over and over
1: another chapter another yes. chapter believe that and, and you know what a lot of folks at home have sight yet they still don't feel empowered yet they still don't feel like they can travel and go find a better life for themselves. They don't have the faith. They don't have the hope. They don't feel like they have the capacity or the mental strength. They're held down by these yeah. dece- deception, by this, by these chains of deception and fear and anxieties. And, you know, I want to encourage you guys today to trust in your Creator, trust in God, trust in in your mentors. That uh, you you can find a mentor, you can find a better way. And uh, you know, we thank you so much for coming on the show, Hope Without Sight and you. Shine Podcast. Yes,
0: and and before before anything. Uh, my customary ending. What advice would you give to anybody who's struggling in life and doesn't know where to turn? turn?
2: Don't give up, and know that you know. You don't know what you don't know. Um, take opportunities that are given to you. Do not throw them away, because if I hadn't taken the opportunity that I took in that summer of 2012, um, and I I hadn't you know, I was asked to teach home management and I hadn't taken that opportunity, I don't know where I would be right now. That's right. I may be doing this, I may not be doing this, but if you're given an opportunity, run with it because that's how you get, that's how you advance in life and that's how you get the experiences that you you gain.
1: Yes. Exactly. Start as early as you can. Yes. Start today. This is a call to action right now for you guys to cut off the distractions, cut off the things that are slowing you down and march forward towards a path that you can be empowered by. Okay. Make a move today. Yes. Start marching on the right path. Start finding the good in your life. Surround yourself with better friends. Cut off the video games. Yeah. It's time to be empowered. It's time to learn Braille. It's time to learn how to cook. Yes. It's time to learn. Yes, it
2: is. 90% grow. 90% of employed blind people read Braille. Yes. yes. So read wow. your Braille practice your Braille.
1: Yes. Practice I practice 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 yes that's and, awesome and become part of that 90 percent. yes that's right yes almighty all right thank you guys thank so you much for watching thank you. stay tuned for what's to come on the shine podcast and hope without sight amen sailor here's my hand Woo-hoo! it's been an awesome conference man i thank it you for has. everything yes hey carly here's my hand yeah thank you thank you so yes, much for, for glowing and sharing your life Thanks. You.
0: we hope you enjoyed this episode of help without sight with Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms
2: and tell your friends and family to do the same.
0: And in the meantime, blessings to all.